On today's news episode, we discuss the new hotel going in next to Fort Wilderness, the reboot of a popular movie franchise, and lots of merchandise available online and in the parks. We also talk about the top rumors of the week. This is episode 139 of the Capture the Magic podcast. You can catch new episodes on this podcast channel every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. You can find us on ctmpodcast.com and sign up for our newsletter and can win a free t-shirt. Or just text ctmpodcast to 44222 to sign up as well. Don't forget to follow us on social media and catch us on our YouTube channel. This episode is brought to you by Capture the Magic Vacations. For all of your Disney World and Universal Studios Florida vacation planning, head on over to CaptureTheMagicVacations.com backslash magic. They take care of everything from hotel bookings and park tickets to fast pass planning and dining reservations. There's no charge to you for using their services, so be sure to request a quote with promo code CTMP to receive a free gift with your vacation booking. And they're also looking for travel agents with experience and those with a passion for Disney. So you can go to CaptureTheMagicVacations.com backslash magic and complete a joint our team request. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. My name is Jamie Lee, and I'm joined by my husband, Jared Lee. Hi, Jared. Hello. How goes it this, this afternoon? Uh, it goes well. I do. I have to say, I, I have to make an apology. I was wrong about something. Let's hear it. I know this is rare. Let's hear it. 80s music is really good. When we met... I liked 80s music, and he thought I was wrong. He thought that was not cool. Why 80s music is terrible. Why would you like 80s music? He has, he has come over to the other side now. I was wrong. <laughs> this is a weird feeling, but I, I, I was wrong. It's good. Um, I was listening to some Def Leppard in the gym today, and I wasn't mad about it, and I really, really, really enjoyed it. So uh, I'll be digging some 80s music for the next probably six months. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably going to work it into the show. So if you guys don't like 80s music, then um, just bear with it. Because it'll probably change in six months that I'll like something else. But uh, yeah. Good to know. Yeah, he, uh, he's he been watching, what, Lethal Weapon and... Well, hold, hold on. Oh. Hold on. Those are just good movies. Oh. That's music aside. It's also 80s, but I feel like that's the same kind of era of music you're you're interested in right now. I don't view Lethal Weapon and Death Leopard in the same realm. Lethal Weapon oh, is just good Okay. Doesn't get any better if you want a buddy cop drama, Lethal Weapon, and that's there's no really no contest. Mel Gibson that, <laughs> with the mullet. I did like the mullet. The mullet, it it it, it locked in. Crazy the, eyed the Mel. Yeah. It's the way to. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's the best. Well, um, this isn't part of our news stories, but I want to mention that you know we talked about last week the raising of the ticket prices and the date-based ticketing tool that they have for Disney now. Well, you know, Universal they responded by raising their parking fees just like Disney did, and now instead of twenty-two, it's twenty-five, just like us, just like Disney. Imagine that. The Universal PR people probably like, it's like three people just hanging out in a room because all they do is sit back, wait for Disney to make a change, and they just go, yeah, just up a little bit. Universal <laughs> always does it. Second. And nobody it, says a word. They always do it after Disney, and it's, it's whatever. It's fine. I just, it's, it's frustrating to hear or to see people um, frustrated with Disney when Universal, and you, you, know, you talked about this on Dis Dudes, is sometimes more expensive than Disney, but they don't get a bad rap for that. 
I don't know. It's yeah. frustrating. I mean, it's gonna like if you're gonna go to Universal or not. Excuse me. If you're gonna go to Orlando mm-hmm. for a vacation, it's just gonna be kind of expensive. Like it's just yeah. you know, unless you go to the beach and just hang out on the beach without anything. Always a good choice too. Eh, hang out on the beach. Beaches are overrated. Well, anyway, before we get to today's discussion, we want to remind everybody to check out some of our other shows. Well, um, you want you to check out Diz Dudes. That's every Wednesday. You guys talked about. Uh, what did you talk about yesterday? All I know ways is that-, that we save money at Disney. <laughs> And a lot of Kenny G talk. Okay, very good. And then there might be, there might be a part in the show where Kenny, well, Kenny G like music plays. We can't, we don't have the rights to Kenny G music yet. Right, but right. Yeah. Then also check out Main Street Magic every Tuesdays and Fridays with Rhonda and Jeremy and sometimes John. And then we also have trip trip tales. Trip, trip, trip tales, huh? Um, no, did you just, just laugh at just, yourself? Just trip tales. Yeah, I did. I just laughed at myself. <laughs> and uh, that's every Tuesdays, just once a month. And um, we're still looking for guests for some future shows. So if you're interested, um, you can email me at jamie at ctmpodcast.com and tell me about your trip and we'll see about having you on. But otherwise, you guys can listen to those once a month right now and also subscribe to this podcast leave us a review please and they help us improve the show produce more content bring you the stuff you want to hear so that's always a good thing and make sure to join our face facebook group capture the magic community and um you just ask to join you have to answer the questions and you shall be you shall be received unless you answer the questions wrong or something Sure. Like you say, your favorite hotel is Hamburger. Yeah, we're not going to let you in. Hamburger. I don't know. It was a bad. It was a bad. Like uh, it was a bad thing. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know what's going on. Right I don't know now. what's going on either. I'm just gonna go ahead and move on to the news. Insert How about that? Kenny G music here. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. This is for your editing purposes. Kenny G goes here. No, that's careless whisper. Um. No. Uh, what did okay. you say it was? I went. That's careless whisper. Never mind. It's not Kenny G, but I don't know. I've got 80s on the mind Listen, now. There's 80s. Kenny G, and then there's everything else. All right, let's just <laughs> let's just just be real about this. And by the way, if you don't get chosen to be on Trip Tales, don't feel bad because I can't even get on. He's still hung up on that. You're fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Okay, let's move on to the news now. <laughs> Jared's gonna read the uh, the news stories we have for today. First one is about a new hotel. Which we had talked about this as a rumor before, like the plans were in the works, but this has now been confirmed. Just letting you know, when Jared Talk comes out, you are not welcome on Jared Talk. Jared Talk. I'm cool with that. Yeah, you say that. <laughs> okay. So people are like, Jared Talk's awesome. All right. Uh, I guess next to that. I guess we'll go to the news stories. Okay. Um, <laughs> Disney confirms plans to build new resort hotel on old river country grounds, which like Jamie said, we, we had talked about this before that it was... I mean, it was a rumor, but it was essentially almost confirmed. But uh, a new nature-inspired mixed-use Disney resort will welcome families in 2022 along the picturesque shoreline of Bay Lake. Located between Disney's Wilderness Lodge and Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground, this resort project joins three others underway at Walt Disney World Resort, bringing a total of more than 1,700 new hotel rooms and proposed Disney Vacation Club villas online over the next four years. 
The deluxe resort, which will be themed to complement its natural surroundings, will include more than 900 hotel rooms and proposed Disney Vacation Club villas spread across a variety of unique accommodation types. Uh, George A. Caligridis, the president of Walt Disney World Resort, said... Uh, Walt Disney World is in the midst of our most significant expansion in the last two decades. In the combined 1,700 new hotel rooms and proposed Disney Vacation Club villas we are building at four different resorts will create thousands of new construction and permanent jobs and will create economic opportunity and incremental revenue for Central Florida. We continue to add new attractions, new lands, and these beautiful accommodations will be right in the heart of all that magic. Says the soon to be named resort is slated to be Disney's 16th DVC property and will continue to build on the value and flexibility of a Disney Vacation Club membership. Okay. So, uh, I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool with it. I like new. Hotels. I mean, they just they just showed the concept art, so it's hard to really see much from what they showed. But, um, I mean, it looks, it looks pretty. It looks very. It looks like a. Mo- like a lot of modern modern architecture so it'll be interesting how they do that i'm but. excited for this and i'll tell you why so i stayed at wilderness lodge in 1995 which i believe either was the year it opened or the year after it was really close to when it ever it opened and for the 90s it it fit very well and i love wilderness lodge do not get me wrong i still love it now but it is it is it is a little bit dated sometimes you can tell that it was it was built you know 20 plus years ago so i'm excited to get some modern modern wilderness modern outdoorsiness modern wilderness i don't know i don't know how to say does the it. wilderness modern. change <laughs> no <laughs> modern outdoorsy i don't know i don't know i'm excited though i, I think really what you're trying to say am. is outdoor chic outdoor chic i'll take it i just made that up it. i have no idea if sure. that's a thing but i like the fact that there's another hotel also being built that's close to magic kingdom that's also a, a perk yeah. So I'm sure it'll have boat access, just like Fort Wilderness does. I would assume. Game, yeah. so. I am yeah. curious. I've always felt with it'll have a pool. Obviously, mm-hmm. I hope they have like a some sort of throwback to old River Country, like a slide in there that was similar. I don't think they're going to do the one where you fall like ten feet, but um, something in there would be really cool if they did that. But they may or may not. I don't know. I don't know. It would be cool if they named it. River Country Hotel. <laughs> I don't know if they will. I don't though. think they will. <laughs> Given the fine. architecture look, I doubt they want to go with like... Yeah. Because River Country just screams... Waterhole. Welcome to River Country. Yeah. I don't think... That, yeah. was, that was a really good, that was really good really redneck good. accent. That was super You're good. You're welcome, everybody. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's move on to the second... Well, it's a group of stories, if you will. So, go ahead. A gaggle of Mr. stories. A gaggle. Uh, the first one is Vampir- Vampirina. How do you say it? Vampirina? It's Vampire and Ballerina mixed together. Vampirina. Vampirina. Anyways, <laughs> uh, we'll begin meeting guests at Hollywood Studios on October 21st in the Disney Junior Courtyard and replacing Jake the Pirate, which is going to create a lot of workplace uh, resentment. I've said that for a while. <laughs> Jake the Pirate's kind of an older Disney Junior cartoon. He's a pirate. So, he will strike oh back. But um, yeah, but she's very popular, so this is this is good. And they've kind of like they've slowly kind of filtered her in. They you know they started with the with the dance party and the Halloween party, then they brought her into the Hollywood and Vine character meal, and now she's a meet and greet. I don't know anything about her. I know you don't. But kids these days. Kids these days. Anyways, Disney added <laughs> another after hours event. 
or at night at Ma- Magic Kingdom on November 26th. I don't know the exact hours of that, but I just I'm going to, to guess it's that. after the park closes. Probably. Just going to assume. Yeah. Going on a limb. There you go. Uh, Ralph breaks the internet. Merchandise is available. And um, oh, and I, I actually looked at some of them, and I think they have some merchandise of what the princesses are actually wearing in the movie, which is kind of cool. So that's a, uh, honestly from Disney's perspective here, it's very smart because they can mm-hmm. implement princesses into this movie because there's that whole scene that played where uh, I forget the gr- little girl's name from it, but she's in the room with all the princesses. So they can sell princess merchandise off of a new movie that's not even about the princesses. Well, like the one r- example, there's I think it's a sweatshirt. I think it says "Just Let It Go," and that's what Elsa's wearing in the movie. Right, <laughs> like, it, it just totally makes sense. So it's actually pretty cool stuff. So. I should check it out. And in no way did Disney do that to sell more merchandise. Absolutely to. not. Okay, moving <clears throat> on to the next story, sir. This one's interesting, and I don't really know how I feel about it yet. Um, I, know, I know how I feel. Well, I can theorize how I'll feel. Uh, <laughs> Disney is looking to reboot the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. And it says that uh, Disney is thinking about rebooting it with some new blood. And that new blood is being in the form of writers Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick. And if those names don't sound familiar to you, or they do, they were behind... They were the lead writers of Deadpool and Zombieland. Which, if you haven't seen Zombieland, that's a really good movie. Pretty underrated. Yeah. Uh, so, Deadline says... Disney is exploring a reboot of its billion-dollar Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. The studio has met with the writing team of Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, and they are in early talks to write the script. Reese and Wernick are the writers behind Deadpool and Zombieland, and Six Underground, the action film that Michael Bay is directing for Netflix with Ryan Reynolds starring. Uh, Oh, I'm down. See, (laughs) Michael Bay, while not deep, fun movies. Um, Jerry Brockheimer will continue to captain the ship. See what they did there. As producer of Pirates of the Caribbean. But at this point, it is too early to say who else might be back. And that includes Johnny Depp, who is channeled. Rolling Stones rogue Keith Richard and playing Jack Sparrow uh, through the first five films. It's not surprising the studio will try to breathe new pirate life into the franchise as the movies, as the f- first five films grossed north of $4.5 billion over 14 years. Mm-hmm. Okay, what do you think? I think it's a little soon for a reboot. The latest movie just came out, what, like last year? But was it good? It wasn't. Uh, it was okay. That's right there. The thing is, though, if you reboot it, I mean, obviously that's the, the job of the writers. Like, what, what, would the, what would it be about? But you have such a, a close, you know, a close connection, I guess, to Jack Sparrow when it comes to Pirates of the Caribbean now. So if you take him out of it, how does that work? I mean, like, is it going to be as popular? Because he was a big reason why it was popular in the first place. Yeah, but honestly, with the Pirates movies, the first one was really good. First one was good. Mm -hmm. Then they got really convoluted and weird, and then they got really long, and then Mm -hmm. it became like where people were still going but i think a lot of it was just based on that the first movie was just fun yeah it was like what you kind of expected it to be then they kind of got real sideways about doing some other stuff i think if they can i i don't know it'd be hard to say you know if they don't keep johnny depp because there were rumblings that he was kind of like mailing it in 
playing the role the last few movies and things like that. And he's had some financial things and divorce and stuff going on. So who knows where he's at. But mailing it in that's what i'd heard like some people on the set said he was just kind of going no, through the but, motions oh okay you never I was heard like, that? what's mailing it in no. it's like yeah you're just like going through the motions you never heard that i don't think that's the expression yeah, it is like mailing it in is just like going through the motions like are, like, you, are you talking about phoning it in no mailing it in anyways it's a, okay. it's a phrase i've heard of phoning it in but okay sorry go ahead. it's a phrase um right. you know it'd be hard if you're looking at right now it's like can they do it without johnny depp it seems like it would maybe be impossible but you get good writers, get a good story, you know, and if you can get, I think, back to maybe what the heart of that first film was, I think it could be better than what they've already done, but we'll see. I don't know. I mean, the thing that is, where are they going to go with the franchise after this last movie? Well, I didn't see they should make more movies at all. See, that's the thing. So, From Disney's perspective, they kind of have a franchise that's like, well, what do we do with this? Yeah. Like, they, uh, you could argue from the last movie, there's really not a whole lot of where else to go. Not a ton. So yeah. just start it fresh. Yeah. This is not one. I'm not too upset about it if they redo it. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens. I, I'm, I'm making judgments already and nothing has actually happened. So, all right. Well, let's, <laughs> let's move on to the next story. There's the next two are about uh, more merchandise stuff. Uh, Disney has released some parks Christmas collection items for 2018 and this is at uh, says beginning to look a lot like christmas here in october with the reopening of this section of the world of disney store Uh, one entire room is dedicated to christmas items and there's a ton of new stuff for 2018 and they got a whole bunch of pictures so you can see the new layout of the store and all the christmas stuff they've got in there ornaments blankets pillows lots of home stuff toys clothes pants right it's just stuff they normally yeah basically it's just stuff they always sell but but the um, the designs are cool i like the the christmas stuff yeah so you can see these there we'll have a link in the show notes you can go check it out but there's a bunch of stuff so and who doesn't want christmas stuff before a halloween right (laughs) i don't even know disney's got me so messed up on holidays where we were doing halloween in august so i know I know. I love Christmas though, so I'll, I'm I'm li- I'm liking it. You know my you know my rule. What's your? I only have one rule. What's your? Rule? Well, it's not my. I I didn't say one rule. It's okay. just my rule is <laughs> okay. no Christmas before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving needs its due. Uh, yeah. Okay. You listen. Don't let me go off on a Thanksgiving tangent. No, that's okay. We'll skip that for a second. Um, let's get happen. The- and then the next one is there's new vintage Mickey Mouse Club merchandise that has arrived at the parks. And uh, says, released today as part of the World of Disney grand opening at Disney Springs, guests on both coasts can find a new collection of merchandise inspired by the Mickey Mouse Club. And uh, this is kind of like retro mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, this will sell well. I mean, for but sure. it's very, very cool looking shirts. I like them. They've this got is those like the like, old Mickey Mouse Club, like from the 50s. Yeah, it's got that distressed print and stuff. They, they look actually, they do look kind of cool. I like it. There's I'm a couple excited. I would actually wear. See you real soon. Yeah. So that is there. You can go grab you some. Mm-hmm. Oh, again, pictures are in the show notes if you yeah. want to take a look. Yeah, this is mostly visual. They've just got pictures of all the merchandise. So. Yeah. Okay. Coolness. Moving on to the next story. Uh, yeah, so this is there is now culinary adventures with the chefs of Disney in an interactive cooking experience for tables and Wonderland members only. This is Saturday, January 19th at 6 p.m. 
Saturday, March 2nd, and Saturday, March 30th. These are all at uh, 6 p.m. It says, learn pro tips, tricks, and tricks that kick your kitchen skills into high flambe. This this is is their wording, not mine. Uh, Then feast on the fruits of your labor. In a professional working kitchen, students will spend 60 minutes of select stations preparing different dishes under the direction of Disney's chefs. It says there's no better way to master the tools of the trade. After the interactive session, guests will dine on a delicious five-course gourmet meal at the chef's table, each dish perfectly paired with prestigious wines. Prestigious wines. Mm -hmm. Selected by the chefs themselves. Uh, from aprons to appetizers and beyond, the mouth-watering crash course is a three-hour Epicurean experience not to be missed. So this experience is $259 per guest, plus tax, gratuity included, and you can call uh, Disney yeah. to book it, and it's at the Contemporary Resort Chef's Table Experience. Another Tables in Wonderland dining event. I feel like they've added some more of those lately. For a while, they had, didn't have like much of anything. And I feel like now, they're like, you know what? Come back to us. Well, I have a feeling that people are doing them, so they're just going to start sure. offering more. Well, upcharge events. Got to do it, man. Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. Are you going to do this? You want to learn about uh, how to cook cook better food, or you just want your mashed potatoes and fried chicken? Mashed potatoes? I don't hardly ever eat fried uh, chicken. Meatloaf and curly fries? I think what you mean is just meat and potatoes for the most part yeah that's that's you yeah that's you i'm cool with that i'm pretty simple when it comes to that yes you are see that's something <laughs> way more up like jeremy's you know like route. foodie, foodie yeah he's stuff. more of a mm-hmm. foodie i'm more yeah. of a give me food e person i don't know <laughs> i just eat it i don't really savor it as much that's so true he inhales his food um okay moving on we've got uh oh it's about the dates for the holiday the holiday specials that are filmed yeah, they've set the dates for 2018 ABC holiday specials that are at Disney World. And it says they will begin to take place this year, November 7th through the 11th. Uh, the dates are subject to change. And it says following on from the previous year's new format, there will be multiple shows set to air throughout the holiday season in November and December. Airing dates are still to be announced. So it's like last year, no parade will be filmed at Disney World, but stage show performances including musical acts will be filmed in Florida. The parade will be filmed at Disneyland Resort in California. Tickets will not be will not be made available to guests, with cast members filling in the audience as extras. It may be possible to see parts of the filming from guest areas, however. Yeah, it's a lot of people that don't realize that they film so early and it's not live. Will ask when the Christmas parade is on Christmas Day because they think that's when they film the parade and it's live, like on TV. A lot of people think that. Yeah. It is not. This is not something I would want to do because this is a lot of standing around in between takes. Because they have to go back and, and mm. be like, oh, that didn't look right. Let's go back and fix that kind of yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, it's not uh, it's not quick for sure. But if you're a cast member, it's a cool opportunity to be on camera or see it, to see what's going on. Being on TV is overrated. Oh, well. Jeremy was excited. He said last year he was on camera briefly, like in the crowd. I forgot what he was watching, but it was one of the specials they were filming. Did it change his life? It changed his life. He's famous now. He did tell me. He yeah. said he had to sign a lot of autographs. <laughs> Jeremy Stein. Okay. Well, that's, that's interesting. Let's move on to another. Ooh, uh, I like this. There's a slushie that's coming out. 
There's a new Space Ranger slush that is coming to Disney World. And this says here, a new flavorful slush will be blasting into Magic King, or excuse me, yeah, Magic Kingdom uh, in November. Beginning November 7th, the new Space Ranger slush will be available at the Lunching Pad restaurant just underneath the Astro Orbiter attraction in Magic Kingdom's Tomorrowland. This new frozen treat will tickle your sour taste buds with layers of multiple, or excuse me, of purple and green apple flavors. So it's just thinking about it. No, the person said they really like it. Um, they haven't <laughs> had it yet, say. but they said it's making, it says it's making their mouth pucker, apparently. <laughs> I'm not going to say that, so. <laughs> um, let's see. It says this is one of just a few new slushes coming to Magic Kingdom uh, during the holiday season. And it looks like this is something that they're kind of doing more of. Yeah, I only mention it because it's Space Ranger. It's like a Buzz Lightyear drink. I have a feeling now it looks really cool. Like, it's kind of shimmery, but I have a feeling it looks better than it tastes. I hope not. It's going to be sour, what they say. Right, but so. apple, I, I don't really apple. like apple that much anyways. I love apple. I love it. I, I love it. I love it. My prediction is this is an Instagram thing. People take pictures, Probably, yeah. but it's going to look much better than it tastes. That's my prediction. It could be wrong, but I think that's it's all right. That mermaid donut at the Prince Eric's Village Market thing that we got. Yeah. We haven't talked about that yet, but... It was not very good. I thought it was, it was o- pretty. I thought it was okay. It, it was just okay. I've had better donuts at many many other places for much cheaper. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, all right, well that does it for the news today. We're going to move on to the rumors. Um, the first one we're going to talk about. I want to mention. I want to put a very like a big asterisk next to it. This kind of story has been floating around for a long time, and this publication, Orlando Weekly, just released this new article about it, so I don't know how credible it is. But the difference is that recently, I talked about this on Diz Dudes, and I think there's no coincidence <laughs> somebody's listening. I'm on the beat of things. Um, so go ahead. <laughs> it is saying here, an Indiana Jones mini land may finally find its way to Disney's Hollywood Studios. Like I had mentioned. Um, I'm actually... I'm only going to take half credit for this. I feel like I had something uh, with it. Okay. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. Uh, it's been no secret that Disney is looking to give Indiana Jones a more significant presence at Walt Disney World. As is typical with these types of trop projects, it seems various teams at Imagineering have been assigned to flesh out exactly what Indiana Jones would look like if at each of the non-Magic Kingdom resorts for Walt Disney World. All three parks are slated for additions throughout the 2020s. At Epcot, the proposals ranged from Indiana Jones in the yet-to-be-announced Brazil or India pavilions to, to an overlay of existing boat ride in the park. It seems these proposals were quickly shot down, leaving Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom to fight it over uh, which park would better fit the iconic franchise. By early this year, the plans for Animal Kingdom's proposal were being presented, and it is common with this kind of present- presentation Details began to leak out. It's no secret that Disney leadership regularly leaks, quote-unquote leaks, ideas to gauge public opinion. They do this all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in this case, it wasn't positive. While many seem to like the idea of updates to Dino Land, including a major overhaul to Dinosaur, there was a bit of concern over how Indiana Jones fighting dinosaurs would fit within the overall message found at Animal Kingdom. Uh, at the same time, Disney was wrapping up the final touches on Hollywood Studios' largest expansion in decades, Toy Story Land, with a national ad blitz and a celebrity-hosted ceremony. Disney opened the new land to massive crowds. Now less than four months later, the Slinky Dog-themed coaster seems to be a hit, 
but the nearby whip ride themed to the little green men regularly sees less uh, wait times less than 30 minutes. Overall, the land, while still viewed as a success, hasn't affected attendance in the park nearly as dramatically as they'd expected. While much of the current focus has been on the upcoming Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, it is accepted within the company that more will be needed to fix the struggling studio park. A more significant presence of Pixar franchises such as Monsters, Inc. and The Incredibles is likely in the work for the animation courtyard and rock and roller coaster areas of the park. However, on the opposite side of the park, uh, we have one of the last remaining attractions from old school DHS, the Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular. Over the years, the show hasn't seen in many updates with the largest coming in 20, 2004 when Disney removed a number of swastikas from the attraction that is themed to Indiana Jones fighting Nazis. Much like uh, many of the original attractions at Hollywood Studios, the show focuses on teaching guests about how movies are made, just like Universal Studios up the street. DHS is now shifting focus from an educational to to an experience-oriented thing, with a ride-the-movies mantra now being the primary goal of new attractions. Replacing not only the stunt show, but the area around it, the new Indiana Jones Miniland would be roughly eight acres in size, or about half the size of Animal Kingdom proposal. It says multiple attractions would be featured in the new land, likely including a signature e-ticket style attraction. Previously, it was rumored that the Indiana Jones signature attraction would feature the groundbreaking boat ride system found on Shanghai Disneyland's Pirates of the Caribbean. That system is now rumored for other upcoming attractions at Disney World. While likely not the Shanghai boat system, the signature attraction for the Indy Miniland will be an indoor family attraction of some type that will use a previously realized ride system in a new way. Few details on the specifics of this ride have been shared by insiders, but it's thought that this one will compete with the Star Wars rides as one of the park's flagship attractions. As of the Animal Kingdom's plan, the DHS one does seem to include an outdoor roller coaster attraction. Both Disneyland Paris and Tokyo Disney Sea have Intamin versions of the Pin Ferry TL59 looping coasters. The -the off-the-shelf coasters are surrounded by Disney-level theming that contains temple ruins that fire and water effects. It is If it does make its way to Orlando, the coaster will likely feature dual sides similar to Animal Kingdom's Primeval Whirl Spinning Coaster and Magic Kingdom's Dumbo Spinner. While it's not confirmed by insiders, it seems that the 8-acre DHS plan does include the area where Star Tours is currently located as well as most other aspects of the Echo Lake section of the park. Okay, and then they also go on to talk about like dining and and, like how how that's going to be inspired by the land and yada yada. But I, I just wanted to talk about this because I really, I don't know how this would work. And the only reason I, I say that is because I feel like instead of <laughs> where it used to be Sunset Boulevard and, and Hollywood Boulevard and, and Animation Courtyard, it's all sections, like general sections. I feel like Hollywood Studios is becoming IP sections. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I think that's on purpose. I think... I get it, but like, if you don't like Indiana Jones, you're just not going to go in there. Whereas Animation Courtyard, for example, like, you can not like certain movies and stuff, but like, still appreciate animation in general. Yeah, but Pandora is based off a franchise. It's a whole land. I mean, Star Wars. I mean, this is where where it's going. I mean, if you look at Hollywood Studios, they're essentially doing like what Universal Studios is doing. Hollywood Studios is going to be their answer just specifically to Universal Studios. I mean, the, even the history of it, they built Hollywood Studios quickly to try and beat Universal Studios to, you know, their first theme park in Orlando. Um, you know, I 
we talked about this on this dude's a couple weeks ago. Um, my I, thinking was having this go more toward where the Muppets courtyard currently is. But, you know, Indiana Jones is an iconic franchise. Uh, it would be popular. I, my thinking is maybe there needs to be to do this and, and do it well. There needs to be sort of a reboot of the franchise with like a, you know, I know it's been rumored like a Chris Pratt playing Indiana Jones or something like that to where, you know, I'm sure from Disney's perspective, they like to have a land that's themed that they can then have future movies come out and they can use that land to promote the movies and vice versa. But, um, I, you know, we don't know how true this is. Like I said, this has been floating around for a while. This was in Orlando weekly. So, um, you know, don't know how accurate it is, but I, I would be all for it. I think Indiana Jones is a fun thing just in general. Even if you didn't like the movies, the concept of it is fun. Like a treasure hunter going on adventures. Like, you know, that's always kind of fun. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, I mean, it's just a rumor, obviously, but having to relocate star tours is interesting though. No, I think they would just get rid of it. You think they should get rid of it? Yeah. But what, but it's, Okay. See, that was been my theory too. No. Is with with Galaxy's Edge going in, something's going to happen with Star Tours. That that location is just so it's so weird. Like how it's going to funnel in. I just think they're going to like reconfigure the entrance to the back or something. I I don't know. I I really don't know. There's a lot of stuff they could do. Maybe they can make the queue start in Star Wars Land, and then you walk in from the back or something. To Star Tours. Yeah. No, I just think they're going to get rid of Star Tours. I just don't like that. I don't want that. Yeah, but they're going to have a giant part of the park that's all dedicated to Star Wars, and then you're going to have this lone little Star Wars ride in the middle of... It's going to be on its own. Like, it's just going to look weird. So I think eventually it'll go away. I don't know. We'll see. And it's an old ride. I mean, it's been around since the park opened, basically. That's... Yeah, that's true. It is. Okay, well, good to know about that. Hopefully it happens because something, anything new in that park is good. Um, okay, let's go on to the next rumor. Uh, this is from WDWThemeParks.com, and they are saying, uh, reported that Brazil with a new pavilion at, at Epcot, that Brazil might go in between Italy and Germany, and the, the expansion pads around the African outpost are, quote, reserved for future use. The implication is that there may be additional countries on these expansion pads as well. Italy and Germany. Is there a lot of space between those? That's where the the, the little the train is. Yeah, That's I where believe the train so. Village is. I mean, they're for sure going to be adding countries to World Showcase. World mm-hmm. Showcase is obviously very popular. Mm-hmm. So adding more countries back there is just going to be, it's an easy win for them. So. Yeah. Yeah. On top of everything else that's going to go in at Epcot. Um, yeah, you know, if you look at Epcot in the next five to ten years, it's going to be a very different park. Very different. Yeah. I think for a good, I think in a good way. But. Yeah. It, it's going to look, yeah. Which is, which is fine because, you know, they left it doing like absolutely nothing forever. And now it's yeah. 30, 40 well, years Well, and old. like people kind of get upset about it, the original vision of Epcot. But the original vision of Epcot was never realized anyways. Like Walt was wanting it to be like yeah. a functioning city. So I that is one park. Like if they change it, you know, they can keep a section of like kind of what Epcot was originally. But I have I really don't have any problem with them changing up Epcot. I yeah, like Epcot, but yeah. It needs a little sprucing up. Well speaking of Epcot, the next rumor is about a meet and greet. <clears throat> yes. So it looks like 
there's a possibility that a Wreck-It Ralph meet-and-greet is coming to Epcot. And it says, The rumor is that Wreck-It Ralph meet-and-greet will be coming to Epcot soon. The rumor includes not only Ralph, but also Vanellope as meet-and-greet characters. Uh, it says, While they have a fairly high level of confidence for a rumor that the meet-and-greet will be happening at Epcot, the location details are still a bit fuzzy. According to the rumor, the Wreck-It Ralph meet-and-greet would be taking over the current inside-out meet-and-greet area with joy and sadness moving to a location in the Imagination Pavilion. Of course, there are plenty of empty spaces around Innovations, and they could meet-and-greet in there as well. Again, uh, says, as they expect, uh, Wreck-It Ralph and Vanellope and Epcot soon, but the location isn't locked in just yet. As far as timing, they don't have an exact date, but it should be happening next month to help promote Wreck-It Ralph Breaks the Internet. Um, okay. I like the fact that they would move joy and sadness to Imagination Pavilion because let's do with like emotions and brain and all that stuff. That just kind of makes sense. Plus, if you want to bring more people to that attraction, maybe moving them over there is a good idea. Well, the rumor is that eventually that attraction is going to be coming inside out Yeah. anyway. So this is this could almost so be true. Disney's way of kind of hinting at what they're going to do yeah i don't doubt that they'll do a meet and greet with us like i just it depends on it's just oh it's gonna where. <laughs> it's gonna be a big movie i think wreck it yeah. ralph is gonna be pretty big box office wise and i think I mean, it's gonna break it. the internet man i hate that phrase by the way <laughs> i hate it so much i know much. you do sorry People are like break the internet <laughs> Ugh. Um, i wish they would just name it wreck it ralph whatever but yeah i hate the whole name of it but it is going to be a big movie and uh I think, yeah, they're just going to do more stuff. Which I like Wreck-It Ralph a lot. I know you don't as much, but I really do like Wreck-It Ralph. So I'm all for more of it. And I think, I know this is side topic, but the void that's going to have Wreck-It Ralph, Mm -hmm. I think that's going to be amazing. I'm looking very forward to being able to try that. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. For sure. Okay. Um, The next rumor is kind of more just, well, conjecture, but it's also just kind of the zeitgeist. Like, oh, this is probably going to happen because there's nothing substantiated about it, but it just makes sense. Uh, Yeah. It says, after hours events will probably start being held at Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom. So they currently do these at Magic Kingdom. Um, Yeah. I mean, this just makes sense, right? Yeah. I mean, obviously, they're popular. Mm -hmm. Disney's not going to... Disney's not one to turn down money. And, um, you know, with especially with Toy Story Land, you know, Pandora, both really popular lands in both those parks. Um, I could see Animal Kingdom maybe being more coveted just for the Pandora aspect of it because you could ride Flight of Passage numerous Mm, times because that's such a popular ride. But, again, I think I would be more inclined, like Hollywood Studios would be really fun, but... It'd be interesting how they price this out because there's more stuff to do at Magic Kingdom than there is at both of these parks. So if they that's true, they were to do this, I would think it'd be closer to the under a hundred dollar range. Uh, maybe because what's one twenty five for Magic Kingdom? Yeah. So yeah, possibly. I don't know. It just seems like that's where it's going eventually. It may not call it after hours, but it'll be something like that. I could see them call it after hours. That's how it at each park. But yeah. Fine. Yeah. Whatever. All right. Well, that was that one. And then we also want to talk about a debunked rumor that we, I think we talked about it last week and it has been um, revealed that we were wrong about it. 
Well, we just reported it. But yeah. We reported it. International Gateway apparently is not closing for a month. It's the friendship boats. At Epcot. Yeah. Which I yeah. thought those were already closed before. Didn't they already close those down like a couple months back? And then they opened them again. And then they'll close them down. So, I don't know the reason why for the reefer before or why they closed. Why would down they before. not? What are they going to do? Why would they not just do it all in one fell swoop? That makes zero sense to me. It's Disney. They I know. <laughs> but anyway, so you don't have to worry about it if you're staying at the Epcot resorts in that area. You don't have to worry about going around or taking a different way into Epcot. You can just walk through. I still think it's completely ridiculous that they're going to do the gondola system and not have anything. They're not going to widen international gateway that's gonna be a nightmare uh yeah that is going be. to be bad unless they add i don't know yeah i don't know like get like park closing everyone's gonna try and go through there yeah i mean good. there's a lot of tree yeah it'll it'll be interesting it'll be interesting for sure by interesting it means <laughs> i wouldn't try to get out of the park if i was an epcot at closing because they're gonna have a new fireworks show they mm-hmm. got the gondola system mm-hmm. I would just hang out at Epcot for a while. Let the, for like an hour. <laughs> let the masses push themselves through a tiny tiny entrance or yep, exit. For sure. But that's that's all I've got. All right. Well, that's it for the rumors and the news today. Um, we don't really have any other discussion topics today. We're just kind of kind of end it there. Do you have anything you want to mention or say real quick besides your love for 80s? Uh, no, I will mention our sponsor, Go ahead. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Joffrey's. So uh, you guys probably already heard, but Joffrey's is, is now a sponsor on the Capture Magic Network and they have a promo code CTM20 that'll get you 20% off any purchase at joffreys.com. And if you order at least $50 worth, it's free shipping. So you add that with the promo code, save a lot of, save a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I mean, if you've ever been to Disney, you know, Joffrey's are everywhere and just tried the mickey's 90th blend and it's very good i highly recommend it so good yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. give them a go visit them and let them know you guys are awesome and then they'll do more cool stuff and we can do more cool stuff for you and also check out our youtube page if you're just listening to this we do put these episodes on our youtube channel cap the Ma- cap the magic capture the magic and uh we also put up blogs and or i'm sorry not blogs we do have a blog we do have a blog (laughs) we do but but it's not on youtube but youtube it's a vlogs with a v and uh we do um stuff about restaurants hotel reviews you know top 10 list kenny g kenny g no (laughs) um and the most recent one that was posted was um was it another food and wine yeah Okay, day two. Day two. So check that out. And then also check out the J and Red series and Rhonda and Jeremy's uh, vlogs that they do because they are in the parks all the time. So much. Yes. So much stuff. So, okay. Um, Well, that's it for today. Thank you, Jared. You're welcome. Thank you, audience and listeners. And um, yeah, so uh, as I always like to say, we will see you in the parks. Bye.